So I wanted to talk about the game threes before the games today. Um, I haven't been able to do the podcast previously, but I want to keep up to date, and I plan on doing them every single day that there's an NBA slate. So it won't be a long one, probably 15, 20 minutes, but I just wanted to discuss some things that I see so far in each game that's going to be played today. And then tomorrow I'll discuss those games, and then we'll go from there. But the games today, you got Toronto-Brooklyn at 1.30, Denver-Utah, it's the 4 o'clock game, Boston-Philly is your 6.30 game, and then your nightcap is the Clippers and the Mavericks. All games should be exciting, man. This is game three. This is the pivotal point in the series. You know, the winner of game three usually wins the series. I believe it's like 65% of the time. The winner of game three wins the series. So this is this is a key game for for anybody that's playing. Whether you're up 2-0, down 2-0, whether it's a 1-1, it's a key game. Game three is huge. So let's start with Toronto-Brooklyn. I want to say that Brooklyn is trying. It's clear that they're trying. I mean, Karis LeVert is playing amazing. I mean, he's had double-digit and scoring double-digit and rebound uh, assists in each of the first two games. He's had over five rebounds in the first two games. So he's out there giving it his all and trying to make these games competitive. But, I mean, it's it's just a simple case of lack of firepower. We got a team that's healthy, the defending champs, got everybody that they need key pieces, and they got a deep bench. Up against a team that's missing uh, Kevin Durant, called Kyrie Irving, only the t- two top five players in the league, maybe top ten. Top Two top ten players in the league will be better because I don't think Kyrie Irving's a top five player. But top ten, you can make that argument. So, of course, they're going to struggle without them two guys. So, this I don't really think the Brooklyn Nets are taking this series too seriously um i know they want to get guys like karis lavert garrett temple tyler johnson jared allen you want to get them guys some playoff experience because they're going to be key guys needed on next year joe harris these guys are going to be needed next year man so i i get it from that aspect but as far as like a competitive series like can can you see brooklyn upsetting toronto no not a chance not not a chance. Toronto look like they're going through the motion, man. They look comfortable. Fred Van Fleet is getting hot again around playoff time. He's getting a hot again. <laughs> so I don't think this series I don't think this series goes more than four games. Let's say let's give him a fifth game on a Karis LeVert amazing triple double game. If it happens, it happens today. That's my prediction, but I don't see it going more than five games. But I, I really and truly think it's going four. Just too good of a team. And not enough on the other side. So it's just going to be a, a short and sweet. I kind of feel the same way about the Boston and Philly game. This is game three. I know it's just everybody's. I know Philly's going to come out hungry. I know they're going to be aggressive. I know they're going to give it all they got, but... When you missing a key player like Ben Simmons, just like in the Brooklyn Nets, they missing key players. Philadelphia missing a key player in Ben Simmons. 
you need him. He, he's the orchestra of your offense, right? Not only that, but he's 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, he's a huge point guard, man. He would be amazing. He would be an amazing guy to put on Jason Tatum right now because they can't defend him. I thought Tobias Harris would be the guy, but he's clearly too slow. A tad bit too slow, in my opinion, for, for Tobias. I mean, for Jason Tatum. And Jason Tatum is getting whatever he wants right now. And as long as he gets whatever he wants, this Boston offense will keep flowing. And Joel Embiid and the Philadelphia Sixers are going to get swept because they can't keep up. They don't have enough. They don't have enough firepower. They need Ben Simmons. They need the guy who can create shots for Josh Richardson, for Tobias Harris, for Joel Embiid. They don't have a point guard that can do that right now. You got Milton in the game. He's young. He's young, man. So, like, you can't really expect him to, you know, be able to develop and do things that Ben Simmons is doing. You you can't you can't expect that. So, this looks like just like the Toronto series. You're looking at two teams that is experienced, that is deep. As far as the bench goes, they got players that can come off the bench and give them quality good minutes versus a team that is lacking and they're missing a key player or key players, just like in the the, the, the game, the Toronto-Brooklyn game. So I expect uh, both of those series to be end up being over quickly, five games just to be, you know, maybe they get relaxed on game three or maybe they get relaxed after being up 3-0, something like that, and then they lose a game. Maybe you get that scenario and that's five games, but – it should be two sweeps, honestly. If they both dare to take care of business, like I think they are, it should be two sweeps. And they should get ready for each other because they'll be facing each other the next round. And Boston is going to need Gordon Hayward back. It's just sad that he keeps getting hurt, man. It's unfortunate. It seems like it always happens to every now and then, like, you know, you get a player that never reaches his full potential because he – Keeps getting hurt, like not saying that Gordon Hayward is a T Mac, but you know T Mac, the Penny Hardaways, they come to mind when you think about that. So it's unfortunate, man. I hopefully, hopefully he can get back for the Boston Toronto series because I think they might need him in that series. But I won't talk about that today because that's further down the line. Um, the Denver Utah game. This is an interesting game to watch. First two games, they played without Mike Conley. Mike Conley is the big addition. He, This is what he's here for, right? The playoffs. Mike Conley, we need you to check the best point guard on the opposite team. This is the Western Conference Finals. I mean, no, not the Western Conference Finals, but this is the Western Conference. Every point guard that's made the playoffs is a good point guard in the Western Conference. It's not one. I can't name not one. That's not a good point guard in the Western Conference Finals. And if you want to go to the Dallas Mavericks and you what you want to say, Seth Curry, I think he plays the point there. You want to say he's not a great point guard. Cool. He doesn't handle the ball. Trust me. Luka is handling the ball the entire game. And he's great. He's amazing. So the ball handlers, you want a guy that can can – Stop that. You're not going to be able to shut down. This is the NBA. These are professionals. You're not going to be able to shut them down. But a guy that can limit that. And Mike Conley is one of the best defenders, one of the best on-ball defenders we have in the NBA. So 
they missed his presence. It was clear in game one they missed it. Jamal Murray put up, I believe he put up 36, 36 and 9 with five rebounds. So it was it was clear they missed Conley's ability to, you know, to stay in front of a guy and not just be a defender, but make a guy work on defense on the other end. Jamal Murray ain't really had to work on defense in game one. But he, he, he should have to work on defense now with Mike Conley back. Mike Conley isn't a pushover. It's not like he's out there just for defensive purposes only. He can give you 20 a, a game. He can give you that easily. He's an underrated player, just like uh, Karis LeVert is. He can, give, he can give you 20 a game. So I think him coming back with the addition of him is, is – is, and – Denver missing some key guys. It's going to be tough for them to win, in my opinion. I think the winner of game three usually wins the series, and I don't see it being no different tonight. I think Mike Conley coming back will be a big boost, and it it is show. I think uh, Michael Porter will have to step up. I'm not sure if he will. He is a rookie, a rookie that came off an injury. So that's asking a lot. For him to be that third option, this team misses Gary Harris. They miss uh, Will Barton. Those guys are some key guys right there. One, Gary Harris is a key defender. He will be able to defend Donovan Mitchell because, trust me, Torrey Craig cannot. Anybody they put on uh, Donovan Mitchell on a Denver roster cannot guard that man. And he's letting him be known. Every time he scores a bucket, he's shaking his head. Every time. Not just not just off the one bucket. Every time he's shaking his head like these guys can't guard me, man. So them missing Gary Harris is huge, man. I think they would have probably made this a series if they had Gary Harris. Will Barton can score with you know with the best of them. He he can score at ease. So this would have been more of a series if another team would have been healthy. But we can't make excuses in this league. You got to play with the guys you got. So I, I just I think Utah wins tonight. Man, man, we'll talk about game four. And Denver can make some adjustments to stay in this series. But uh yeah, I expect Utah to win today. Kindly to, to make his presence felt today. And the nightcap, the nightcap game, man. If you're if you're a Clippers fan, you gotta be nervous right now. Like, how could you not be nervous right now? You should be down 0-2. The refs, if the refs don't call a foul on Porzingis and he fouls out, you're down 0-2 against the Mavericks in the first round with Paul George, who is considered a top five defensive and well, a two-way player, a top five to two-way player, meaning he can give it to you offensively, defensively, both ways. Not talking about the James Hardens of the world who can only score offensively but don't give you much defensively. No, Paul George can go out there and guard your best guy and still drop 25 a night. For some reason, it don't seem to be translating in the playoffs. I don't know what it is, but, man, he cannot get it going in the playoffs. Last game, he was 4 for 17, man, from the field. He got in foul trouble early. So you kind of like you you gotta you know you, you gotta understand that like your your rhythm gets thrown off you gotta sit down, but you're a superstar. You're not a star. You're not a you know what I'm saying you're not a regular player in this league. You're a superstar. 
your contract says so. You're making a lot of money, right? They're expecting you to shoot great. If you don't shoot great, that's probably, you know, it happens. But you got to be better than 4 for 17. You got to be better than 2 for 10 from the three-point line. That's not going to get it done. And I know Kawhi ain't happy about that. Kawhi probably over there shaking it. But, you know, Kawhi is not a guy that's going to say anything. But if you're watching the game, his facial expressions, you can tell that their chemistry is not there yet. It's not all the way there yet. Because Paul George takes some shots that has Kawhi scratching his head. You can see it. You, I saw it at the end of the L.A. game when they lost to the Lakers. You can see it. Like, the chemistry is not all the way there yet. And, it's, I mean, it's showing. But they better figure it out. Because the first round exit to the Mavericks is not is not reaching your expectations when you have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Kawhi Leonard just won a championship, right? I didn't think he came to L.A. to lose to in the first round. I don't think he... That's what he thought was going to happen when he signed that contract. So the expectations are high, man. And I just, I don't, I don't get why Paul George is struggling. Because Dallas is not a great defensive team. It's not like you can't put up 100 and something on Dallas. You With ease, they should be able, their offense should be flowing against Dallas. I don't think Dallas really posed a threat defensively like that. I mean, they had... Porzingis, tall, but I really don't think they pose a threat like that defensively. So why Paul George is struggling? I mean, I don't know. He hasn't really been right since the whole back and forth for Damian Lillard. And his numbers in the playoffs, man, he's he's looking like the opposite of clutch right now. And if he loses this series, man, they lose in first round, man, we're going to have to revisit how we view Paul George. And I hate to say it, man, but three first-round exits, man, you no longer consider the superstar. We can't put you up there no more. You keep losing in the first round. I know people like, well, AI lost in the first round. Melo lost in the first round. AI got to the finals. Melo is Melo. And Melo has taken criticism for that. So Paul George will have to join Melo in that and taking that criticism. I think they need to get it together. I think this game is this game determines this series, unfortunately. In most cases. I don't know if it's gonna determine this one. I think this series may go seven games. And if this series goes seven games, they may struggle a little bit to start the next round, depending on who they face. But they cannot lose this series. They they can't. Luca is getting whatever he wants, and it shouldn't be that way. These guys are considered the top two defenders, man. We're talking about Jordan and Pippen. Comparisons to Jordan and Pippen defensively, not offensively. We're not comparing nobody to Jordan, but... Defensively, they this combo has been compared to Jordan and Pippen, and so far Luca has been able to get whatever he wants, and that's a problem. And if they don't fix that, they will be going home. They will be embarrassed, and then Dane will have the last laugh. Paul George, and you have to sit at home for another summer. 
Yeah, it's a key game. I think this is a key game. I think Paul George comes out aggressive. I don't know how that game will end. My prediction probably is going to be the Clippers going to win this game. I think they're winning pretty handily, too. I don't think it's going to be a close one. I think this one, you're talking about like a 15-point win. I think they're going to try to come and make a statement. I think they know everything we've been saying. And, you know, they're not stupid. They know Luka been kind of going off. And the, Doc is great at making adjustments, and he's going to have to make them. This is game three, so I'm expecting him to make some key adjustments. They're going to force other people to beat him like Tim Hardaway. Like Seth Curry, other guys got to beat them. And that's what the Clippers should do. Now, will it happen? I don't know. Because I'm not expecting Paul George to shoot that poorly, man, in the first round. I'm not. But he has. So, I think. So, yeah, I think that's about my four games I got. Uh, didn't want this to be a real long one. I'll be back. I'll be dropping it. I'll probably drop another one. Tomorrow morning, discussing those four games, and I'm gonna just keep doing that back and forth, like you know, every single day, as long as the NBA NBA slate is happening, I'm gonna record and discuss and give my thoughts. Man, the hardest part about doing the podcast is doing the podcast, it's doing it, you know. So I'm here to do mine, and this uh, this has been 